0: When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. Hello, welcome to Lead Like Jesus, where leadership starts on the inside. I'm very excited to continue our conversation today on our podcast with two dear friends of mine and co-authors of mine in the book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. And so today we're going to have a conversation about the fourth element of Emotional Intelligence in Christ called Christ Connections. But to remind you, when we talk about emotional intelligence in general, it's a construct that's been around for over 20 years, actually over 30 years now, and it's been widely studied. A lot of social scientists have a lot to say about it. There are a lot of great things that come out of emotional intelligence, like like, uh, high performance, like synergy, team synergy. Uh, There's just so much good that comes out of this construct that the the, the three of us and our other uh, friend Ken Vogus, got together and really examined what does emotional intelligence look like with Jesus Christ being the prime example or prime model. So again, joining me today is Dr. Estella Chavu, one of my friends and co-authors, and then my other friend, Lauren Miller. So today we're going to, again, examine Christ's connections. But let's start, Estella, by talking about all four of the elements of emotional intelligence of Christ. Can you remind us of what those are?
1: Yeah, we, uh, as a team, identified four phases and behaviors that reflect emotional intelligence in Christ. And the first behavior is personal identity. And that's who, who am I, right? How does my relationship require, shape uh, the understanding of myself? The second one is self-control, that behavior or self-management. And that's uh, how, how, what is the ramifications of my actions? How, how do I present myself? Um, how do I control my behavior? The third one is altruistic attitude and that is about the art of giving, you know, unselfishly without expecting to get anything else. And then the last one is Christ connection and that is our, that our Christ ecosystem and how we are, um, re- how are we relatable and how we are serving others and how are we are um, inviting people into our lives to have this Christ connection. Um, so those are the four, four behaviors that we identify as a team, and we build a great book and, and a great course around all of those.
0: Well, we're very excited to continue the conversation. And Lauren, you wrote the chapter on Christ Connections. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, what, was the, what was the Bible verse that all of that is rooted in?
2: Uh, you know, there, there's actually a couple different ones, uh, one in particular, uh, 1 Peter 4, 8, is a very powerful verse to remember in that it invites us to love one another deeply. Why? What's the purpose of loving one another deeply? So that that love covers a multitude of sins, just as Jesus' love covers a multitude of sins. And so when we're talking about effective relationships as Jesus modeled them for us, it's it's essential for us to remember the depth from which we've been saved, live in that place of gratitude, understand that God sees us and that we matter to him. And having that encounter resurrects our ability to connect with other people as Jesus connects with us, helps us to love well. Our definition for emotional intelligence in Christ and the four of us, we, we actually all of us um, had some input on this. And it is the activation of the Holy Spirit within us, the activation of the Holy Spirit within us to discern and manage our personal emotions and behavior, which can get crazy out there in Animal Planet, particularly uh, when we're triggered. So to manage our personal, to personally manage our emotions and behavior in a way that honors God by loving people well, as Jesus did. And that definition truly embodies the chapter. I mean, sums up the whole chapter of Christ's connections. We love because God first loved us. We mm-hmm. can't give out what we have not experienced within. And so the whole for the whole first part of the book kind of sets us up for being effective in the Holy Spirit. To honor God in our Christ relationships with the people that he puts in front of our path to love because of our personal encounter. And that's in chapter two of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ book, which sets us up is that, that identity in Christ. Do You know how much God loves and adores you because at the root of all, all human beings, and I've been in this work for over 20 years, we all have a deep desire to know that God sees us and that we matter. Mm. that god sees us and that we matter and so when we experience that that is what equips us to be able to go out and have those effective relationships those christ connections which is the fourth level of emotional intelligence in christ only made possible with the activation of the holy spirit within us there was another verse that we were actually talking about before we jumped on this podcast that is worthy for sure to mention in the area of christ connection and that's ephesians 4 2 um, to truly, this is again another foundational verse, Ephesians 4.2, to be completely humble and gentle,
1: mm-hmm.
2: completely humble and patient, as we're told in Ephesians 4.2, bearing with one another in love. So that that archway to have effective Christ connections walks through humility and patience humility and gentleness. And to be honest with you, we have been hijacked literally in this area. Just saying, we've been hijacked. Totally guilty myself. Every day is great until we run into a human being that triggers us. We say, oh Lord, help me to love the people you place in front of my path. But then all of a sudden they say something or do something that triggers us. And shazam, forget about humility and patience. We get offended then we get defensive, and then we have selfish ambition, vain conceits start driving our behavior. And there we find disorder in every evil practice, which is offense. So there's a lot to be said. I can go on and on about Christ connections. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're fired up about it. I know that. I am
2: fired up about Christ connections because I'm personally convicted about this area in my own life. Well,
0: and let's think about it too, uh, Dr. Estella. When, we, when, we, when we're when we considering who we get offended with the most, oftentimes, it's people that are closest to us, our yeah. closest neighbors, in fact, and that happens to be our spouses, our kids, those that, we, that, that we're, we're interacting with on a daily basis. So let's talk about that. How does all this play out? I know Ken has talked about this being an agape system, an agape love type of system. How does this play out in terms of the second greatest commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself?
1: I think you hit it on the nail when you said that our greatest offenders sometimes are in, are people that are uh, intimate with us. But the difference is the love we have for them. Mm. So the love we have for them which is a great love, you know, second to God in many cases, is the love that the forgiveness and the obedience and, and the, the we can forgive our, our our family and our friends and people we love. It's the other people <laughs> where there's the difficulty in. And those are the people that we don't love necessarily, or we, we should love, but we, we, we love them when they're doing things we want them to do, or they're doing things right. When they're not, we're like, oh my God. So I think that's the key to it. I think, and that goes back to the scripture, right? It goes back to what God says. It goes back to having this great love for everyone. The second commandment, right? And and that's what we need to we need to practice. And I and I'll say we need to practice it by our method. We we developed this great method for, for doing that, the four of us, you know, recognizing that encounter, recognizing that person that offends us, identifying the behavior they are reacting to and we are reacting to. So because we can't, even though we can have self-management, we also have to look at our social management, look at them and say, well, look, they're kind of spinning out of control. How should I act? And then course correct. And the course correction comes from Jesus Christ and his love.
0: So that's the EIC model. And I think it's important for us to to, to say that once again, go over those three elements once again, Uh, Lauren, why don't you remind us of the three elements of EIC?
2: Sure. So again, it goes back to the first level or the first, um, the first place that we start with emotional intelligence, and that is to have an encounter with Christ, having our identity grounded in Christ. Who do you say that I am? As Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And he asks us that on a daily basis. So that encounter, the EIC, the E stands for the initial encounter, and that resurrects the awareness to even be aware of, to even allow the Holy Spirit to bump us and say, hey, it's not all about you. It's not all about you being right, liked, and understood. You are my ambassador, and I am making my appeal through you for my glory. When we forget that, then we can identify, which is the second phase, we can not identify the behavior that needs to be course-corrected. Which is the third level. So the encounter, identifying the ability to identify that behavior that's not honoring God is not possible without that encounter with Christ, because we become so sort of self-absorbed. And then so, we can course correct.
0: So so now, Dr. Estella, let's go back to that encounter, because I think that is the significant difference between emotional intelligence and in Christ and just standard emotional intelligence. When you Mm -hmm. think about it, emotional intelligence has four domains. It's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Now here's the thing, emotional intelligence, when it's too high in one area and too low in another area, can be a bad thing. So in other words, if you're very assertive, if you're a very assertive person, but you have low empathy, you're gonna run over people and so heightened emotional intelligence can be manipulative even in the wrong mm-hmm. hands but now yeah. dr Estella, let's go back to that encounter with christ and why is that the difference maker here
1: you know the encounter is a di- what is what the what the whole difference is and i've studied emotional intelligence i think we all have what when we had a passion for it until we really sat back and realized that what was controlling our emotional intelligence was never us, it was Jesus Christ. And I think that that um, being able to get in a discussion about it and, and talking about it and God, this God-given project that we got led us to, let's tell people about it because I don't care how much you studied emotional intelligence, it's not gonna work unless you apply Jesus Christ and, his, and, and let him control your emotions. So that encounter lets you And and it's, 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 this is not something you develop overnight. This, this, you know, you constantly have to build a relationship with Christ, right? You have to stay in his word. The word is God, God is word. You have to read the word. You have to stay, meditate on it day and night. And that's when you'll be able to understand the encounter and recognize, okay, I got it. And if you're really good, if you think about it, even at work, there's always something at work that triggers you and just like spins you out of control. Something someone does, and you're like, "Now, okay, I could really act like the flesh. Or I could act like the Holy Spirit." <laughs> and, and, and but you wouldn't even have that thought process if you didn't have Jesus Christ in your life.
0: Amen. And that's
1: the blessing about it.
0: Absolutely. And yep. now Lauren. Now we know Jesus Christ is the prime example. Of how to live an emotionally intelligent life why don't you give us a case study our, our dear friend ken Vogus, who's not here on this call today he has studied the the bible and leadership in the bible for dozens of years and he's given us some amazing case studies what have you found in the bible uh, to point to jesus as being the greatest ambassador and role model for emotional intelligence
2: the Holy Spirit stopped me in my tracks uh, about eight months ago when I was reading through the book of Luke, and I just noticed something. I, I accepted Christ when I was 17, but this is so, so cool about walking with Jesus. It never gets boring because the scripture is alive and active and it cuts through, revealing different different truths as we're going as applicable to the path that we're on. So this happened to me reading through the book of Luke. Uh, the Holy Spirit guided me to realize that there was a pattern on how Jesus showed up with the connections that he makes. Approximately 23 times in the book of Luke, Jesus was on his way to do something else, and he was interrupted. But as we were kind of discussing before we jumped on the podcast, it was all part of God's plan, right? Jesus made himself available to be interrupted yeah. for a connection to honor god and and there's a few of them and, and i i have them up here i'm just going to read just a few of them because it's kind of fun to see how jesus was so willing so willing to to just hey i'm here for god i am i am it's, it's whatever you want wherever you want to send me i'm here as the son of god to do your mighty work and so in luke 241 it says at the festover the the, the festival of passover jesus stayed Uh, to learn and ask questions in his father's house, right? Remember that story? His parents realized he was not with them. And after three days, they find him. And as a young boy, Jesus paused um, and to embrace the opportunity to listen, ask questions, learn and teach. How often do we listen, pause, ask questions to grow closer to someone or give God an opportunity to make himself recognizable in the midst of the hustle? right? Because we usually, we usually get hijacked by that hustle. And so uh, again, in Luke 4, 33 through 35, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue when a man possessed by a foul spirit, a demon, interrupted him with a loud cries yelling at Jesus saying, hey, I know who you are. You're the holy one of God. And so Jesus rebuked the demon. He's in the midst of teaching, many times i mean we're all teachers here so so you're in the midst of a presentation all of a sudden someone interrupts it where do you go with that because when we're all about ourselves i can tell you where i go with that i go back to my taekwondo days i'm like all right someone's coming against me here and not jesus he's in the midst of teaching in the synagogue a man with a possessed by a demon says hey i know who you are the holy one of god jesus rebukes the demon and uh, after a fit, the man is restored to his, to his right mind. Uh, Jesus was not only teaching the way of God, he acted it out and was unattached to his preaching and teaching. He was willing to be interrupted for a greater good. A, a powerful question to ask when you're when interrupted, when you're interrupted, is this mine or is this someone else's? Sometimes it's an interruption or an opportunity to delegate to the point person of the need at hand or to remind the person of the resources they have guiding them back to themselves as connected to God the resources that they have to ask them the question hey you've been through difficult times before what what do you feel moved to do in this situation the point is to be to be willing to be used to remain curious to do God's mighty work which Jesus over 23 times in the book of Luke gave us those examples
0: isn't it also great that Jesus was emotionally present and emotionally yeah, completely avoided. present. So when you talk about being able to be interrupted, interruptible, he had to be in the moment with the person. He could have been thinking, I've got to do another miracle here in 10 minutes. So I've got to get this going. I've got to go here. I've got to go there. But he was with the person in the moment. Even when the, the lady Holy grabbed presence. grabbed his his clothing, yep. I mean, he was there. He was emotionally present and available. So what does this look like in the real world? So Dr. Estella, give us some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a loaded question because there's a lot of examples in the real world today that shows um, uh, lack of self-control. You know, we're in a very anxious society. We're very stressed out. You know, you see it in people driving cars and and having road rage. You see it in political debates, who's right and wrong without any compromise or collaboration. Um, You see it. um, in the church, you know, um, how, you know, um, egos and and, and um, um, it it so there's a lot of things it's it's presenting Satan is having a ball right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see it in the COVID vaccine. You know, yeah. people are talking about um uh, who's you know this this is this way or that way, and people are coming against each other and trying instead of trying to find resources that are going to change things. So I think it's it's just really playing out um tremendously and that's why this is perfect timing in getting something on board like emo- bringing us back to Jesus bringing us back to you know we have edge god in we were this is a, a movement that Lauren and I have started and it was it's just we got tired of it we we were like at a point where what are we going to do i mean you see mm-hmm. things on tv that i would never think that would ever be shown on tv um i mean i'm i'm just and then in cartoons they've even gotten trying to get to our children in cartoons i have to screen cartoons never thought there would be a day when i'd have to screen cartoons so (laughs) i mean so it's it's really bad but that's when you have to kind of get grounded and get centered and get back to your jesus and get back to the emotional intelligence but i think fear is also a big driver of this too people are very fearful of things and that fear causes people to lose control um so i think um you know, uh, and people use it as an excuse. Oh, I, I, you know, I can't stop eating this or I can't stop drinking this or I can't. When, yes, you can. You just have to ask the person that can control it. I, I I said in the last podcast, you know, we are all resources, but the source of all of our power is Jesus Christ. So we need to go to him and call on him to act and, and change. And that's what emotional intelligence does it gives us the ability to go to the Father, ask him. So we're prepared for the encounter. We're prepared. We're, we're, we're prepared to uh, change the behavior and uh, those type of things.
0: Well, and so that's, that's another key point here. When we think about this project, project is a book and a course and podcasts and all of that. Um, there are a lot of resources here. So not only are we looking at emotional intelligence, the construct, we're bringing it into the light of the gospel, the light of actually the, the entire Bible. And we're also providing different resources and tools. And so, Lauren, I know there's another one with respect to uh, Christ Connections. Let's talk about the ripple effect. How mm-hmm. are we going to tie in all of these four elements to where we culminate in Christ Connections?
2: Exactly. So, so in the book, we first uh, introduced the six-phase ripple effect in the context of emotional intelligence in Christ, which actually comes from... Uh, a sociologist who was studying human behavior and decided that highly functioning human beings actually follow a certain pattern that has six different phases to it. We have taken some of those phases and made them our own in the book. The first one starts with the encounter with the Holy Spirit and that's the center of the ripple. It's like you drop the rock of surrender. That is the ramification. Or the ramification of that surrender into the lap of Christ, tossing your identity into Christ, chapter three in our, our book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ book, that makes your identity grounded in Christ. Once you have that encounter, again, going back to our EIC model, which when you have that encounter that directly influence your belief system, what do you believe is possible? What what is your source of wisdom? Where do you go when you don't understand something? When you're confused, particularly in our society today, there's so much confusion out there. Do I get the vaccine? Do I not get the vaccine? What if I do get the vaccine? Do, do am I am I still going to get COVID? Now it's now it's people that. What what if I get COVID even though I have the vaccine? Should I get more? There's so many questions. I'm using the vaccine because that's just a hot topic these days going around. There are many different other topics, where. My coaching invitation to you is just be aware of what is hijacking your attention and distracting you from that first encounter with Christ in the ripple effect. Because that's where your identity is grounded because if your identity gets hijacked by the shiny objects out there, your discernment is going to go down. Mm. Whenever there's distraction, discernment's going to go down. So you have the identity in Christ that directly impacts your sense of identity. Who am I? Why am I here? What does it matter? When you know that Christ adores you, and God has a plan for you, you can take a deep breath and that allows you to have belief systems that in neuroscience, it's referred to as top-down thinking versus bottom-up. All things do become possible for you. You become solution-based thinking, a solution-based thinker, rather than seeing the problem, you focus on the solution in your beliefs that directly impacts the third phase of the six phase ripple effect, which is your capability. Once you have your identity grounded in Christ, That impacts what you believe is possible, that directly impacts your capabilities, what you believe you can do, what you do take risks on and step out as the Holy Spirit guides you. And that directly influences the next phase, which is your behaviors. Based on your encounter with Christ, that trickles down from the spirit of Christ, identity, beliefs, capability, behaviors. And then we get to the sixth phase, which is mentioned in Christ Connections, which is the environment. That's where you actually make the connection. That's when Jesus was interruptible. Mm. He allowed himself to be interruptible to accomplish God's good work. The coaching question to us is, hmm, do I put things above people? Do I, am I busy being important so much so that I don't allow myself to be interrupted by the Holy Spirit to be able to make God recognizable to someone in my life? That's that sixth phase of the ripple phase effect, the sixth phase ripple effect in emotional intelligence in Christ, where that Christ connection opportunity is right before you. If you're not grounded in Christ, you'll miss it.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: miss it all the time when I'm totally self-absorbed and thinking about my own to-do list, hijacked by being important or accomplishing the next, being a Martha and in, in avoiding that opportunity to sit at Jesus' feet.
0: Well, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, we are at the end of our time for today, but Lauren, I know that you've got something to say to the Lord. So if you don't mind, please give us a prayer about uh, Christ connections that will close out our show today.
2: Sweet Jesus, we just come before you today and, and we just pray for the grace to slow down. Mm-hmm. Help us to lean more into you today than we did yesterday and grant us the ability to be interruptible just as you were, so that God can make himself recognizable through our face, our intonation, our behaviors, what we believe, the capabilities you've given us. We give you permission, dear God, to override us for your good purposes, to make those connections with the people that you have entrusted to our care. Less of us, dear God, and more of you. In your most precious name we
0: pray. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So thank you both. Thank you for uh, joining me today on this crucial conversation about uh, Christ connections to, to kind of round out our, our bigger conversation about emotional intelligence and in Christ. So thank you both. And we want to thank you, our audience. And if you want to learn more about leading like Jesus, Make sure you follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can also go to our website and get our podcasts. If you haven't gotten these, if this was forwarded to you from someone else, you can be a part of our devotions, our blog, and other resources. Again, that's www.leadlikejesus.com. So that's it for now, Kingdom Leaders. So again, we appreciate having you. And remember, leadership starts on the inside.